You're listening to The Dash with your host, Aiden Reeves, a podcast where we talk with influential people to grow and inspire others around them in making an impact on their lifelong dash for greatness. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Dash for episode three. My name is Aiden and today I'm here with Ben Alakwa. Uh, ben, I'll let you introduce yourself. Yeah, g'day guys. Um, ben from Inspirations Painting, Gregory Hills. Thanks for having me on the dash. No worries. Feel privileged. So um, I basically just wanted to interview you today just to kind of find out your backstory. So obviously we started working together quite a bit um, over the past six to 12 months. Yeah. Um, but I kind of just want to find out about your early days because there's been quite a big progression in kind of the industries that you've gone into. So you started um, in, a, in a trade as a, as a painter that's right yeah um but i want to go even further back than that like what were you like as a kid because obviously i've gotten to know you over over these 12 months and yeah you're very you're an ideas man and i want to find where that kind of started from so were you like an outside or inside kid growing up yeah i guess um thinking back i, I probably was an, an outdoors kid um I can remember, you know, my mum taking me to every sport event. You know, I played soccer, hockey, martial arts from a very young age. Um, so what, because what age did you start doing that? I started martial arts when I was four years old. Four, um, yeah. I couldn't tell my left and right for a very long time, but I fell in love with martial arts very early in the piece. Yep. Um, but yeah, very active, very always outdoors, um, doing different things. So definitely. Awesome. And what do you think kind of inspired you because like to get into the pain industry was there anything before that like was there a, a fast food restaurant that you worked at or was there any kind of other yeah I, um i originally my dream was always actually to to sort of get into real estate that was my first um first profession so i left school went straight into real estate um but then i quickly learned that you know real estate is a tough industry and at the time the market was a bit of a shortage um and these guys were working really hard at that time to pick up sales and pick up listings. So I thought it was all glitz and glamour, you know, BMWs and, and smoking cigars. But I quickly learned that it wasn't that. And they had me door knocking um, and so many knockbacks and rejections from that. Um, oh, so you actually got in, into the industry? Yeah, like, yeah. Kind of they, um, I was wearing a, a nice suit. You know, I walked in day one and they told me, you've got to go out and put up four sales signs and um door knock basically try to pick up pick up sales from that and, and that was hard man a lot of rejection little fish in a big pond yeah, yeah a lot of people um slamming the door in your face so i learned early on in the piece how hard the industry was and from that i guess i realized that you know there was a shortage of handymen and good tradesmen um so then i thought maybe i should get into an apprenticeship and then from there fell into a painting and decorating apprenticeship so yeah so i just want to i just want to kind of stay around that real estate for a little bit um so was there anyone in like your family or anything like that, like friends as well that were in that industry that you kind of looked up to Yeah, that no, kind of gave I, you that? I think it was the lifestyle, you know, I, I always grew up through school, you know, thinking that, you know, what was bigger and better and, and purchasing your own home was a big investment. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, along with the cars and the lifestyle, I thought that's the, that's the way I was going to live, you know, and I thought real estate could give me that. But, but soon after, I realised that, you know, you really got to work hard in that industry. And I take my hat off to the guys that are in real estate because, you know, they, the ones that have stuck it out have done really well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, sort of fell into the trade quite, quite early um, and did the apprenticeship. And then from there, you know, became a licensed painter and decorator, basically, yeah. Yeah, awesome. So where did you, 
uh, like what area did you grow up in and was like who was the people that you looked up to most in that um, I grew up in in you know around Bosley Park and Abbotsbury um, in the Fairfield district um, you know I, my my mother and father both you know did as much as they can to provide for me and I was very lucky in that respect but you know it was rough around this you know those parts and, and growing up with different cultures and things like that you you quickly learn to um, to really have thick skin, I guess. Um, so, and then looking up to people, I guess my mother and my father were probably my biggest role model. Um, my father owned a furniture business um, in Fairfield, uh, and and my mother helped with that for many years. And then she got into managerial in clothing stores, and so they've always, you know, set the bar for me. Um, and I guess that's the reason why we sit here today, and and we're always striving for more, I guess, because of them. Yeah, so then you moved, so obviously you got an apprenticeship when you were younger and then you've obviously moved into being a full tra- like a tradie. Um, but then somewhere along the line, I guess obviously from having these influences like your dad's business, you were able to kind of take on something huge and you didn't just start a small business, you kind of jumped yeah, into... Yeah, um, we always, um, you know, for, for everything we've done, um, you know, we always dive head first at things. Um, you know, we like to live life on the edge a little bit. So at one point I realised, you know, I was running um, the, the previous boss's business. Um, I became like the leading foreman almost there. And then I realised, you know, I, I want to get out and, and do this for myself. Um, so we had big plans. We, we, we worked really hard. We worked six or seven days a week, day and night, um, to really build that painting business. And, you know, over a short period of time, we did really well, you know. Um, we had some good painters that worked for us over the years, um, and we were doing really good. We were we were building a, a nice small business for my wife and I, and to, to set the platform to start a family and things like that. So things were going really well there. Yeah. So when you started, like when you got into Inspirations Paint, and you were kind of trying to grow that franchise as well, what was kind of some of the hardest lessons that you had to learn? Kind of going from just being painting to any, the any, to, yeah, yeah. An employee to kind of running into retail yeah. yeah so the retail games it's a tough industry you know um being on the tools you know you sort of knew what was in front of you you know you get on the job you do the job you invoice you get paid in retail it's it's a a, a big operation you know a lot of ordering a lot of paperwork a lot of a lot of back office stuff that happens behind the scenes um, and I guess for me, I had to learn how to, to get on the floor and, and talk to people. Um, you know, I used to say all the time that the walls don't talk back to you in painting. But, you know, you can normally zone out and do your job. And, but when retail, it's face to face. You're yep. dealing with problems and, and you're problem solving all it's day. It's very, yeah, so communication based. 100%, stuff like, yeah. 100%. So I had to teach myself to, to talk to people again, you know, to really communicate, which, which was a challenge. It really was. Yeah. So I just want to, because obviously where you're at now, um, it's very heavily involved with martial arts as well. So I want to go a little bit f- back on what we said earlier. So you got into it when you're at the age of four. And what kind of inspired you to, like, was there anyone that you looked up to, like Bruce Lee or anyone oh, like definitely. that? Definitely. I mean, you know, you think back, I think I watched, you know, Bruce Lee movie about a thousand times at, as a young kid. I think Karate Kid came out at that time actually yeah. too. And um you know, every kid wanted to be the karate kid. So that's what I think initially got us into to training into martial arts at a young age. Yep. But then I fell in love. Um, I fell in love really early. I think we were training four or five nights a week. We were doing private lessons um, with my, my original sensei. Um, 
and we, we, we committed sort of a lot of time to martial arts. Um, and I guess that over time, um, you know, you work your way up to the ranks. And at 10 years old, I achieved, you know, the junior black belt, which I was the youngest in Australia at that point um, wow. to achieve that oh, in Taekwondo. And how old were you? You just said that you were the youngest in Australia. How old were you when you actually got that? I was that? 10. I was 10 years old. 10 years old, um, wow. So it was a tough grading at that age, you know, they really broke me down. Um, but it was dis- we were ready, we were ready mentally and we were ready. And what was the experience like reaching that goal? So obviously everyone, when you think of karate, you think you go from white to black and that's the ultimate yeah. goal. Like once you, got, once you got there, especially at the age of 10, what was, what was oh, that experience like for you? Oh, the, I mean, it's the ultimate. You, you train for that. Um, you know, starting a white belt, that's, that's your goal. Everybody wants to be a black belt, but... Um, in most good systems it takes time, it takes years even of, of training and commitment. So to achieve that, I, I remember, I think I slept with my black belt that night, you know, I was over the moon as a young kid to, yeah. to achieve that. Um, I think I woke up the next day, I felt like I'd been hit by a bus, but it was um, that sense of achievement, that's, that's, what we, that's what we trained for, you know, yeah. to be real. And what, what do you think, because obviously it's a big achievement for a 10 year old, and you've, you kind of dedicated yourself to reaching that goal what do you think's the most important thing about following your goals and making sure that you're, that yeah, you're kind of following in, your in passion in life that's, that's what we've always done and you know you've you got to set your own goals you, d- you just have to you know we, um, we've always done that we've always set you know my wife and I have set, set little goals for ourselves um, and then we work towards them some are long term goals some are short term goals I think you need to distinguish between the two because things don't happen overnight um, but we work really hard to get there. I think that, that's the main thing, you know, you, you can't expect to set a goal and not work hard. Um, and even if it's day and night, you've got to put in the hours to, to achieve it. But um, I think from there, as a, as a 10-year-old, when I got my black belt, it actually, my training didn't stop there. It actually really started at yeah. that point. Because from there, you're perfecting your art. Um, I got into teaching and instructing. Um, so then it, that was a whole new um, and we, When you were teaching, were you doing the gradings as well, like giving um, younger kids the opportunity to get their black belts and things like that? Yeah, I think um, from, from there, then you're working with other people's goals, um, which w- that was exciting as well. You know, people would come to me and say, Sensei, I want to, um, you know, achieve my black belt or I want to get to my next rank and things like that. So then you're working with them, you know, and that, that, that was a sense of fulfilment for me. That, that really... Um, it really, I learned from my students, um, you know, working with them and critiquing with them helped, helped me as a, an instructor. So yeah. it was a big part of this where we're, where we're at now. So I want to talk about your family because I know just from knowing you for these past 12 months that you've been, like you are a very uh, family oriented person. Um, what does it mean to you? So you've gone from being a tradesman to still owning Inspirations Paint, but now you've moved into owning Shadowbox and starting up Shadowbox HQ. What does it mean to see your kids grow up and to influence them to follow their dreams? Oh, it's massive. I mean, having my son, that's the reason why we've set up Shadowbox HQ. It really is. Um, and is it something for him to invest in later down the track? Like yeah, for sure. He better thank me one day <laughs> for all this hard work. But, um, you know, I... When my son was born, you know, it was always a dream of mine to train side by side with, with my children. Um, and when he was born, I realised that, you know, I need to really progress and, and work hard, get, you know, back into tweaking my 
art before he can come in and, and learn from me. So I committed back to, to full-time martial arts, basically. And I went around and I, I, I've trained in different dojos over the years now, so I branched out and I wanted to learn different arts. I wanted to see what, if my foundations basically worked in all different styles, um, which that was an experience in itself as well, you know, to, to put yourself up from what you know, to put yourself up against some of the best out there. Um, guys training in MMA professionally, boxing, kickboxing professionally, to stand up against them as a traditional Taekwondo or, or Kwambopdo artist was, was tricky because you know what you know and, and they have a different arsenal. So, and then um, I had a few setbacks too. It's, it hasn't been all glitz and glamour. Like I, I had a, um, a plus, I went back to soccer to play with a few friends. I thought I'd, I'd do that. I got hit in a bad tackle and I had a knee reconstruction. Um, and that set me back, which pushed me then. I realised, okay, if I can't use my legs anymore, which I loved, I was a stand-up fighter traditionally, um, I need to learn to use my hands, yep. um, which pushed me towards boxing. Boxing, yeah. And, um, and boxing's been great. Boxing, you know, allows you to get fit. Um, it's enjoyable to hit the bag. It was a bit of a de-stress to switch off for that hour that we're here and really rip in with a group of guys, that, you know, that... So that, that's where the model came from with Shadowbox HQ. You know, we, um, it's been a dream to, to set up a martial arts um, of my own, a freestyle martial arts. Um, but also we're going to run these uh, Shadowbox classes. So they're 45-minute sessions, high intensity, um, and just a bit of fun. It, it's designed not for fighters, designed for no experienced people that want to come in, lights go down, music goes up, it's a cool vibe. Um, and really just have a bit of fun so yeah so in the last uh, episode of the dash I spoke with my friend Isaac and we were talking about how important it was to have someone that like especially in a relationship where you can be with someone who supports your goals and and your vision and things like that and they're always just 100% in your corner and you have no doubts. So I know I've met your wife a few times now. What is, what's it like to have someone like that in oh, your I better corner be nice because she's sitting over there listening. But it's, um, <laughs> um, oh man, I, I, I don't even have the words to tell you what, um, how much we've been through together as a couple, I guess, you know, and we sort of, you know, it's funny, Megan and I, we set the bar for each other. So, you know, whenever she's wanted something, we've pursued it and we've ticked off a lot of boxes with her dreams and then I come back with some new stuff and she helps me tick off mine. So we've, um, she's always been in my corner through everything. Um, I probably should say a big thank you, really, because um, I probably don't say it enough, to be honest. But you're right, without having that support system, um, we could never do what we do. It's, it, it's, so it's, I do... I do thank her a lot and, and the support over the years has helped me get to where we are really. Yeah, so how have you found the experience because you went from a trade to, ta- uh, to retail now to owning a gym. Um, obviously there's still a few weeks until the launch but what's kind of your, your preparation or your thoughts about how it's going to go and, and where, what's the next steps? You know, over the years I've been perfecting my art and been perfecting you know, the style and the system so now it's just implementing that with, with my students. So we, we've already had a soft open day last week and, and the response has been fantastic. You know, a lot of people getting involved want to, you know, a lot of people want to get fit and train and just have fun again. So that's what we're trying to achieve here. We just want to have a good time, you know, and yeah. I'll be on the floor side by side with you guys training. So it's exciting for us too. It really is. Yeah, awesome. So when you were doing martial arts and you are kind of coming through the ranks, what kind of made so 
you've been doing this obviously for a long, long time. Um, feel free, you can say how old you are now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 30 now. So, so 30 so is the new 20. So from so. four to 30, you've been doing martial arts. Yep. And you obviously hit a stage in your life where you're obviously still happy with the paint shop, you own it. Um, like it's, it's your, you've got your team there and everything. Um, but there was a point in your life where you kind of said, I need, or you followed another dream and it's always been a dream of yours to do this. But what was kind of the, the point where you said, let's make it happen? Yeah, I think, again, that foundation, right? So, you know, the past nearly four years now, we've been setting up the paint shop, um, you know, and I've got a great team there too. I take my hat off to them every day. You know, they know that I really appreciate them and they, they work really hard at Gregory Hill's Inspiration. So I, a big shout out to them because without them, I can't go and do, you know, the things that I do. So the, the team's really great there. Um, so I guess what, what, what triggered this is, you know, we... I've, we, we wanted to tick off this box. This was the last piece of the puzzle for us. Um, and now with the birth of my son and, you know, we've got a baby girl on the way. She'll be born in September. Um, the timing, you know, is never going to be right, really. You know, with, with babies and families and, you know, things like that, we just thought do now or, or we'll probably never do it. Never do it, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's where we were thinking the last probably six months pre-planning it, that when is the time going to be right and it's never going to be right so we just we dived head first at it but um yeah we're really looking forward to it eh? it's, it's 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 a new thing for us um but the support's been fantastic you know so what's the because obviously i've been working with you a lot for shadow box what's kind of the inspiration or not it's not so much inspiration but what's the environment that you want to create for people when they come here um to once they do a session here or multiple sessions through the week, they leave. What's kind of the, the thought process or the emotion that you want them to leave with? Yeah, I guess off the back of... I've just started training with um, young Tigers, um, Sensei Licia, Sensei Rob. You know, when I, when I walked into their dojo on the first time, it was daunting. You know, it was daunting. You don't know anyone. You've been in a different style maybe for so long. Um, but what I realised is that they have a family club. You know, they're good people there, they're great trainers, and they really care about their students. And when, when you leave a session with them, it's that sense of fulfillment, you know. So they reignited, I guess, a dream that I had because they have a strong foundation club um, and it's a family operation. So that's what we want to achieve here, really. We want to bring our family back together um, with new people come on board as well and, and really bring them in. And we'll have all walks of life, from young children to teenagers, um, who teenagers these days, I think they really need something like this, a bit of an outlet um, to come in, have fun, um, keeps them out of trouble. It's important time around that teenage to, to keep training. I know I fell off a little bit over those years, and I think martial arts and boxing bring me back and kept me on the straight and narrow. Yeah. And as I talk to some teens coming through here, they're all interested in training, but they think they don't have time. But they need to learn to make time. Yeah. You gotta you gotta make you time gotta make for yourself. Time for yourself, exactly. Hundred percent. Um so we're at the end of the podcast now, but I'll let you kind of give a little bit of a plug about when you're opening or when yeah. you expect it to open and kind of invite people. Well we've down been working here. hard, fit out as you know, you know. Yeah. Um So what uh, we'll touch on that process quickly. What was that like? So we came up here when it was still very empty, yeah. yeah it, was, it was completely yeah. empty. Um 
I'll let you kind of yeah. go through the process. I mean, we had, we had a vision. Yeah. We really did. We had a vision. And I came to you with all these ideas, I guess. And um, for people that don't know, we've worked with Aiden through many projects with different businesses, you know, graphic designing to branding, logo, the works. But with this one, I came with an idea, you know. This is not a franchise. This is everything we put in here was our own touch. Yeah. And between you and I, I guess we've worked through that to create, you know, this something special. So um, we had a big square box in the beginning and, and where we've bring it, it's um, every time I walk in here now, it just, um, it almost brings me to tears. You know, I, sound, I feel yeah. emotional. I sound emotional, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's been a big, long journey to get to this point. It's not just the last couple of months that we've been working on it. I've been training a long time, you know, to stand on the floor with my students is, you know, the first night I think I'll, I'll, I'll be in tears, you know, when we do that opening. So we're hoping to open by uh, the end of next week. So I think it's the 13th or 14th of June. Yep. Um, so classes should commence as of then. Um, but keep your ears out, you know, follow us on, on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, you know, you'll see all the all shout outs to the classes and things like that. You know, we, we invite anyone, no experience required to come down, you know. It's um it's gonna be a, a family friendly gym. Um and we're hoping we can tick off some goals with you guys, you know. It's about you, it's about the people that, you know, wanna sort of, you know, lose weight or, or get fit. I wanna find out what you guys need from us. And that's how we'll tailor the classes. And, and what's what's the next step for you? Like, so obviously Shadowbox is about to start and start commencing classes. What's uh, what's the next step from here? You start getting people in the door. Where do you take it from here? If you get too big, do you have to like invest in another in another space? Or yeah. So there was talks now that we've rolled out the vision that we would um, we would franchise the business, you know. But I didn't want to get too far ahead of myself, you know. I wanted to to create create this space and really um, perfect this. Um, and then long term, who knows, you know, we, um, we always, every time we get busy, we make ourselves even more busier. So things could happen, you know, we've, we've been approached by trainers that want to be involved in it. We've been approached by business operators that want to get involved. But I've, I've pushed away everyone because I want it to be ours, you know, I want it to be something special. So long-term plan, who knows, you know, the sky's the limit, you know, we'll, um, I'll come to you with more ideas, Aiden, yeah. and we can work on it. But at the moment, we just want to set up this, you know, we, we really want to um, get it right um, and make sure our students and the people that are involved uh, are enjoying their time here. That's important for us, really. Awesome. All right, that wraps it up. Thank you. I'm going to drop my Thanks microphone, it. but thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, Aiden. Thank you. Cheers.